Welcome to the Not Real Estate Podcast. Oh yeah. It's not real estate. This is not real estate. Hello and welcome to the Not Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, David Miller. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Today I'm joined with maybe one of my favorite people in the real estate industry. Yes. Rebecca Rivera. Rebecca, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, the goal of this podcast is really to get to know people. So often in our industry, we talk about work. You and I, I don't think we've had too many personal conversations in life. You don't so, think we've had too many personal okay, conversations? Okay, maybe we have, life? maybe we have. But I, <laughs> but I want to get to know you better, and I want all my guests to feel comfortable with me as a human being and, and vice versa. So that'll be more fun for people to listen to life stories instead of this is what a foreclosure is, this is what a short sale is, or whatever I do in title. Yeah. So um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. So not that we're here to talk about real estate, but were you always in real estate? Like what brought you into this this genre, this world? Yeah, so um, when I was 17, I started at De Laurentiis Reef and Tur, which was one of the top tax lien foreclosure law firms in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And um, I got in there because my cousin worked there. He had been there for years. And I started at the very bottom, and I worked my way up. And then one of the attorneys called me in the office one day, and he said, are you going to go to law school? And I said, absolutely not. (laughs) And um, he was like, great, we're starting a brokerage, and we will pay for you to get your real estate license. So that's how I got into real estate. Like, I never never pictured I would be a real estate agent. I always thought I was going to be, like, a chef or a therapist or something. Like, obviously, nothing similar to each other at all. Can you cook? Are you, like, a good cook? No. What's the... Kinda, right? Like, so I'm like a 70-year-old woman in a 31-year-old's body. So, like, I can make a mean meatloaf. Right. All right. I am I am good at the meatloaf. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I don't eat meat anymore, but, like, I miss meatloaf. That was, yeah. like, one of the things I liked back in the day. Yeah, I do that well. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so, all right. So you're not a chef. You're in real estate. Um, and, you know, we've worked together before. We've partnered up on, on things. And I know that, like, you are on a mission. You are a... a not a beast is the wrong word, but like you are focused and driven. Are you like that in everything in life or is it just work-related stuff? Like in your personal life, are you laid back or? Um, so it really depends on the moment mm-hmm. and the day. Like sometimes I have so much energy and I just want to do everything and, and be a part of everything. And then other times I'll like spend 12 hours in bed watching Netflix, you know. Right. And binging shows. Are, have you binged any shows recently? Are there ones that you just finished or you're in the middle of any right now? Um, so I just started Ozark again mm-hmm. last night. The new season came out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's about it. I feel like I'm caught up on everything. I'm just waiting for things to come out. Right now I'm finishing um, Cobra Kai, okay. the most recent season, which is fun. I mean, nostalgia for, you know, Karate Kid people out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm also years behind, but I'm finishing Ray Donovan on – remember, do you ever hear Ray Donovan? Yeah, yeah. So I binge-watched that um, a couple years ago. And then I think I finished when the did the last season come out yet? Yeah, it's done. Okay. It's, it was yeah, seven yeah. seasons. So I, I finished that one, um, and then what was the other one you said that you? Oh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. yeah. So um, I did not watch the most recent season, but mm-hmm. I have watched that. It just the acting awesome. is horrible, but you get really into it, right? But I think they know it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, they're mocking themselves. It's Absolutely. kind of like a parody of itself, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a guy because I'm always working. I need to have things in the background, so I need. Shows that I can listen to but not focus on. So certain shows are tough, um, where you you know you really need to pay attention. Of course. But but Cobra Kai, it's like you know Absolutely. you hear the eighties music and you know Peter Cetera songs and whatever, and it's just like 
you know, you kind of focus and not focus at the same time. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I, um, so I have four full-time employees. Mm -hmm. Two are here in the U.S., two are virtual assistants in the Philippines. Wow. And my two employees here, I require them to have TVs in their offices because I think that it's good to have that background noise on. And so I also have a TV in my office and I just watch random things that I've seen a million times just to have that background noise. Yeah, I mean, when I'm at, during the day when I'm in my office, I can't do that. But at night, because I'm trying to stay awake, I put, you know, my guilty pleasure, I won't tell anyone, is, is watching wrestling you know fake wrestling oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I put that in the background a lot and I listen to it but then old movies and I pick a show like this and I'll just binge watch like crazy Ray Donovan's amazing the problem is I, I find myself talking like a Boston accent you know and I grew up in the Baltimore area but like you know the way Ray and his family talk it's really catchy like sinks in you know so funny thing is is after I have a few drinks like I become a totally different person who do you become so much fun right? who do you become I am the belle of the ball <laughs> but I also tend to take on a different accent sometimes uh-huh. so I I like to pretend I'm from New York, even though I've been there like twice. So I'd right. be like guaf and coffee. Right. What about and cho- like, chocolate? I get this little this little spunk in my right. voice. People are like, "What is wrong with you?" It's really funny. And I'm like, tequila shots. Is it only New York, or can you morph into other people? So I think I'm really good at accents, and I'm not at all. Like people tell me all the time <laughs> that is that is not correct. So Rebecca, you know, you and I, we've I think there's about 12 years difference between our age. You know, all that kind of good stuff. But what's interesting about you is, and we again we've worked together. Is your work ethic is like, you know, like old school, like throwback, like yeah. what the World War II generation had. You are relentless. I mean, were you, were you like that, um, you know, as a kid or did it happen? For me, it happened later in life. Meaning when I was a kid, I was like drumming pencils on my desk in school. The teachers were, you know, kicking me out saying, you're making too much noise. But when I was 18, it, like a light bulb, you know, a light bulb went on. For you, was it like that always or? So I think just... I I was brought up with kind of a funky childhood Mm -hmm. and and kind of being on my own. Mm -hmm. So when I got my first paycheck, I was like, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. You get money, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that's what really started that work ethic because ever since then, you know, when I saw the results and I felt good about myself when completing something, that's when I just started going all in on stuff. Um, And it's really, I'm mainly like this with work Mm -hmm. specifically um, but yeah, I just, no, it's I mean, it's amazing. I, um, in my personal life, I'm so laid back on the weekend with family and wife and kids. I don't care what we do, yeah. but when it comes to work, just like you, you know, you have a mission and you want to accomplish the mission and it's refreshing to work with people and partner with them when they're on that same mission, which is great. And I think those are the successful people. Um, you know, so it, it I think it's rare to find people like that in today's world with people working remotely, crazy COVID world. Um, you know, laziness generally. So it's it's really great to be surrounded by hardworking people. Yeah, and I love what I do, and that really, you know, contributes to it a lot. So I I just love helping people and making a difference, and, you know, it doesn't hurt that people call me the short sale queen. No, I was going to say. I think that's awesome. I think it's adorable. It is, and and truly, like, in, in our area, in Maryland, I mean, I can't think of anyone else that people go to. I mean, I, we refer everything to you, and... And uh, when people ask a question about churches, I know that you would have the answer, which is amazing. Um, and you've developed that pretty quickly, that reputation. I mean, what's been 10 years or something, I assume. In, in yeah, doing. yeah. So I've had my real estate license for 13 years right. as of last December. And I think I did my first short sale about 
eight or nine years ago. Mm -hmm. It was funny because when I first got into real estate, I was terrified of the closing table. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to explain what these things are. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I didn't do anything in real estate besides maybe rentals Mm -hmm. for the first four or five years. And then I had my first closing. I'm like, wait, I don't say anything. I just sit here right. quietly. Right. Once you get to the table, you've yeah. got everything. And I'm I'm naturally like a really good problem solver. If you give me a problem, like not math, but if you right. give me like a life problem, mm-hmm. I will find three different ways to solve it. So with short sales, it's not even like saving people from foreclosure to me. It's how do I fix this problem? Right. I love the messiest files. Mm-hmm. For, for those watching and listening who might not know what a short sale is, can you, in basic, basic terms, explain generally what a short sale is? Yeah, so a short sale is when the mortgage is more than what the house is worth. So let's say the mortgage amount currently is a hundred grand, mm-hmm. but the house as it stands at the moment is worth 80. So we go to the mortgage company and we ask them to take a discount. And it seems very easy, mm-hmm. but these things can take anywhere from four months to, I think the longest one I've ever done was two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, and it was a $50,000 property, so you can imagine like the return on investment Of on that course, one. of course, yeah. but you, yeah. you completed the mission. I mean, Absolutely. And what you're doing is you're really helping that owner-seller um, get out of a situation they, they need to get out of yeah. due to hardship. And, and that's awesome. Like, my parents' house was foreclosed when I was a kid, so it's very relatable. Like, I know what these people are emotionally going through mm-hmm. and, and their thought process, and a lot of these homeowners, they just want to stick their head in the sand, and I get that. Like, this situation sucks, right? right? You're, you're, the American dream is, like, you have a good job, you own a home, you have 2.5 kids. Like, that's what you're supposed to do in, in America. Right. And these people are losing that American dream, and it's terrifying. So I, I totally get it. You're a good problem solver. Have you ever done like an escape room? You ever go to like an escape room? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. So I've done that a couple of times. Um, Actually, I did one for my birthday most recently. Mm -hmm. And I have found that other people kind of screw me up. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I'm on my mission. I'm trying to get out. And other people are like, let's try this number here. And I'm like, you suck. Stop that. Right. Stop talking right. just stand in the corner let me do my like i'm literally the worst person to go to an escape room we've with. done a couple team building escape rooms and when you work with eight people to, it, you fail it's almost yeah. impossible because someone has to take the lead and i try not because I'm, I'm you know it's not work so i don't want to like impose my whatever and you just if there's no leader it just really collapses you argue the whole time but it's fun i've never succeeded i might be the worst escape room person in the world like, oh, we should do an escape room. Together. Let's do, let's do it. Let's you get. You can this. start in one let's, corner let's, of the eight by eight room. Should I'll we start should in we the not talk and we you know we, yeah. Ooh, sign language. Silent Ooh. silent escape rooms. They, yes. they probably have that. I'm probably trying to think of what the problems were when we did it. One was like there was a volcano coming, and I don't know. The other one like we were being we were like hijacked. I don't know. It was like we just didn't get out. I mean, I was just in one where it was like. <laughs> a gang warland and it looked like West Baltimore but and I'm like this is so familiar this is fantastic right, right it's part of the show. <laughs> I know where what, I am what's really funny is like you know you go to like some random room you know as, as like a studio right and they're like you have to imagine like there's a volcano it's, it takes a lot of uh, the suspension of belief right I mean it's oh absolutely so something I did recently um, what was really cool was one of those wrecking rooms Oh, I've seen them. Smash stuff. So I went to uh, my business coach is Jen Schiff with Uh the Manifest Network, and she had a Manifest Your Best 2022 retreat Mm -hmm. in Baltimore City this past year. And one of the activities that she had planned with her retreat was taking us to one of those like wrecking rooms. Uh It feels so wrong. Okay, so like 
I'm standing there with my full getup right. and my big glasses, and I have a sledgehammer. And I'm, I'm the, like, I have no upper body strength. So mm-hmm. already I'm struggling lifting this five pound thing that mm-hmm. anybody with, an, uh-huh. with normal arms can right. lift, right? right? And I smash a glass, and I'm like, this feels wrong because you're always taught like don't break things right right of course and then of course i see like that six cd disc stereo changer and i'm like remembering how the cds would always skip and you had to like right so i'm like taking this sledgehammer and i am destroying this thing and i'm like yes this is amazing and then i smash a mirror and i'm like oh no seven years of bad bad luck luck. i suck right now right (laughs) so but that was so much fun and uh, I highly suggest that. I think that's, that's really cool. That's cool. I've never done it. I've yeah. wanted to. I've seen ads, and I've never gotten a chance to do it. It looks like a good way to you know, get some aggression yeah. out. Yeah. It's really mixed feelings because... You're, you're told not to do it. Yeah. And then, did you feel like cleansed when you were done? Like you you know, crushed things? No, not at all. No. You're ready to crush more things? Yeah, I was ready to crush more things. <laughs> so it's like actually bad Crushing things. Crushing life. So you're, you're actually, we shouldn't go there. Yeah. So let's not do it. That's so funny. <laughs> let's not go to a smashing. <laughs> that's so funny. Um... So I saw on social media, and I don't know if I'm supposed to know this, that you recently, you're a tattoo person also, and I'm not. So yes, I, can... I am. So it's funny because I'm terrified of commitment, uh-huh. yet I'm getting permanent artwork. But they have laser. They have laser stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think about it. You know, money, you can, can, always... money can buy anything. Right, so right. if I ever want to Skin get Skin grafting, removed, I guess. I don't right. Know People are like, how do you think you'll look when you're 90? I don't care. I'm probably going to die before then. Anyway. Well, hopefully, you know yeah, what I mean? hopefully not. But um, <laughs> so, you know, so again, I'm not a tattoo person, so I know nothing about it. But so on social media, you got a tattoo of Elton John on your leg. Yeah, yeah. It what, was done uh, by Kirk Douglas at Flesh Tattoo Company up uh-huh. in Boston. It looked real. Like it really looked like Elton John. Yeah. he. So Kirk's an amazing artist. So mm-hmm. I also have um, Frank Sinatra on my leg as well. Wow. And Kirk did that. And he's just... His portrait work is absolutely incredible. It's, I mean, it, so like you're really going for like the Mount Rushmore of singers on, on like your body. Like Frank Sinatra, yeah. you know, arguably one of the greatest of all time. Elton John, arguably one of the greatest of all time. Are you going to target more uh, classics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, Maybe I'll get like the lyrics of "Call Me Maybe" or something on my chest. I mean, who knows? Right, that's that's right. right that's, <laughs> just go full, put it, put all it, in, all in. Gen- Justin Bieber's, G- you know, face bo- right Gen- on my genie in a bottle yes, on your arm. Yes, big all Christina going. Aguilera fan. Yes, Christina yes. over Britney all day long. Yes, go to Britney Spears on your back. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Are you a big music fan? I am, and I like everything. You know, I will listen to bluegrass or CCR or the Mamas and the Papas mm-hmm. or really heavy. Metal words like rah, 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 rah. Are you like that's the yeah. only thing I would put my foot down like the rah, rah, rah. like I really like it scares me. So I call it devil music. Like it scares it scares me. So there's this one <laughs> band called Behemoth, right? And I don't know if it is. I haven't really researched them, but I don't know if they're actually devil worshippers. But like that's their whole theme. So they might be like really nice they're Christian acting, guys they're acting, that they're are acting, in right, like these acting. really scary costumes. Sure. But there's this one song and it's like rah, rah, rah. and when I'm angry like really pissed off I'll put that on and like it just lets me get my, I have no idea what they're saying they right. could be singing like right. you know patty cake patty cake right, or something. Right, exactly. and I have no clue and I'm just like yeah this is great that's you so know? funny that's where like things like Google Translate hurt us because like now we really know what people are saying yeah you know like back in the day like you could listen to like a, maybe a song from another country be like oh it's so romantic but really it could have been like the worst ever absolutely and now you know I mean there's no secret um, I have people the office that, you know, speak different languages and I always use Google Translate. Right. When we get emails from people, sometimes in other languages, it's really easy to translate, but it ruins it for, uh, for, for music, I think. So, funny thing is, my, um, I am 
in the process of getting divorced, mm-hmm. which is, Sorry that. you know, it's totally fine, wonderful, he, great guy, just not for me. Mm-hmm. But my maiden name is Wachinski. I'm mm-hmm. a big old Jew, right? right? And my current name is Rivera, and I'm going to keep Rivera because I have Rivera Residential Home Group, right. and it just corresponds with right. my Less brand. Less letters. But it is Italian. It's R-A-V-E-R-A. Mm-hmm. And everybody will call, well, not everybody, but like people call me and start speaking Spanish, and they're like, hola, como esta? Right. I'm like, hello. Right. right. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to learn <laughs> they other languages. They all think I know Spanish. Yes. And I'm like, I... You, you have to learn. Yeah. You have to learn. Yeah. I, um... Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's really cool to see, like, in Maryland how, um, you know, bilingual and even trilingual, e- even more than that, I guess, agents are out there to be able to service people, and it's, it's great. But, yeah, some people, you know, you look at a last name and people assume all the time, uh, you know, that you'll speak a language. Right, so right. And I've always wanted to learn another language, um, whether Italian or Hebrew or right, Spanish. Right. I just don't have the ear for it. Like, I took four years of Spanish, and I don't know anything beyond Right, right, of course. I mean, you know, I think, listen, not to get off topic of whatever, but the way language is taught in schools are just, they're wasting kids' time. I mean, you need to immerse people to learn a language, meaning the teacher can't break character. You have to stay in that language, and yeah, you need vocabulary, but you have to have conversation to to learn a language. So my Spanish teacher is actually a high-producing real estate agent Uh right now, um, Laura Strunk. Mm -hmm. So when I... I switched to Keller Williams for like a six month period, a very small stint. Mm -hmm. And she was at Keller Williams as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, Miss Strunk, how are you? That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's weird to see teachers as real humans. Yes. And when you're an adult. Mm -hmm. Like I still call my teachers, you know, Mrs. or whatever. And they're like, no, you can call me first name, but it feels really weird. I had this one teacher. And of course, when you're a kid, like, Teachers aren't real people, right? They're just there to make your life miserable. (laughs) And so I'd come in and he'd put on the office sometimes. It was history class and he'd sit in his chair. And now as a grown up, I'm like, oh, dude was so hungover. Like, he was just trying to, he was just trying to pass. Right. And I'm like, oh, teachers are real people. Right. Right. No, they, you know, they live their lives. It's, it's so weird to, and with social media now, like all these teachers over the years have added me and like, I'm like, oh, they do this, they have this. You know, it's so weird. That's the danger of social media. Are you a big, social media person like are you all over the place and i hate social media i absolutely hate it i think posting on facebook or instagram or any of those is such a burden however Mm -hmm. that is how we put ourselves out there and our business and our personal lives and it's it's so necessary to stay relevant these days but you know if i could go three months without posting on facebook i absolutely would right no i'm with you i mean on a personal level, I don't really post um, other than like family pictures and stay in touch with people. Yeah. Um, but work is so important. Um, you know, even nowadays, even more with like no one's grabbing coffee right now because we're in crazy COVID world. Um, you know, there's no social networking events, whatever. But LinkedIn allows me to connect with new people that I can then follow up with in a phone call or perhaps we'll work together soon. So, you know, social media has its value, obviously, and you know, never going back. But it's crazy how we put everything out there and we're just like feeding feeding our whole lives, you know, play by play to to people. Oh, yeah. I like LinkedIn. I have no idea how to use it, Mm -hmm. but I'm also like a little detective. Right. So I can see who's viewed my page. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm famous. Right. It feels good, right? People looked at my page. I have no idea how many followers or friends or anything I have on on LinkedIn. Do you have the premium or no LinkedIn? Oh, no. So if you don't have the premium, you know, it it like will say, well, someone's looking at you from a certain company, but you can kind of do the detective work. It's like. Absolutely. A five-person company, like, I know I just had coffee with this, or I just did a closing for this person, and, you know, it's Jim Smith or whatever. But right. But it's weird when you see random people from 
all over the country or world look at your profile? Like, how did they land on my page? Exactly. Very and weird. I, um, you know, even though I don't do much with it, I don't even know my password for LinkedIn. Wow. Like, it's just automatically, One, thank two, God three, for iPhones, right? Right. Um, but people keep telling me, oh, you need to start posting on LinkedIn more. And I'm like, I, I don't even... I don't even know how to log in. But people, I mean, I think what you do, and, and again, real estate and also short sale, people would love to see the success stories of, you know, all the hard work and, and you know, helping people get out of a bad situation or helping people get into a great situation. Um, you know, I, I think that you have a lot to say. Um, yeah. But I know it's... <laughs> I certainly have a lot to say. Oh, I'm a very opinionated human Yes, being. <laughs> online and in real life. Online and in real life. That's really funny. No, so I think that um, social media obviously not going anywhere. But it's you know it's like how much detail do you want to give you know how much how much info right. do you want to put out there and you know what I hate when people are like, um, like pray for me something's going on and then people are like what's wrong and they're like I'll PM you what yes it's not like either put your whole life right. out there or don't tease or it. don't yes there are you know? people like to, and there are a lot of people that just need like pats on the back of like and and I understand because in you know what's weird like no one says corona anymore they say covid right yeah i was gonna say in corona world but in covid world um you know you're not bumping into people as much so people are not out there as much as they used to so maybe they want like pats on the back like it's gonna be okay and maybe that's what facebook and i personally try to bump in and touch everybody so. <laughs> right you're, you're like you're, you're always counterculture you're always counterculture that's so funny um but i mean hopefully you know we can get out of the weird winter that we're in and get back to like seeing people even if we're like waving from afar or distance or whatever but uh you know what can i say yeah yeah i am really excited for not 18 degree weather oh my god today it was 14 when i left my house oh, this morning it's so cold today I was like really, uh, it's, as a jew you know we are we are desert people i don't know we are desert, we are desert people <laughs> but i would say that i think his family is a few hundred years in the soviet union so i think we're okay, oh, okay. Uh, i'm just kidding but um i bought these i don't drink soda anymore but okay. i bought these organic stevia flavored root beers and I put them in my car did. and they exploded oh. in my car this morning so That's I spent that cleaning up yes I was so excited like I don't want to take them my house because I wanted them at work and anyway so I didn't get to drink them so I'm really upset so yes it is cold I threw um, I had this white purse I don't know what's making me think of this except for the explosion of sodas I had this yes. white purse <laughs> and I went to Burger King which is my favorite of the fast food restaurants I understand I was gonna ask and I had the zesty sauce because who doesn't love onion rings with zesty sauce oh, I threw it in my purse and this pur- they exploded in my purse I have yet to have zesty sauce since that moment because I was so traumatized but I thought maybe it. you could just like keep the purse with the zesty sauce and you buy onion rings and then you always have a dipping sauce yeah but then it gets like old and scabby yeah that's true could yeah. you refrigerate the purse? I mean, would that work? Well, I threw it away. Oh, but I, I d- back at that time period, I was like, "This is not worth keeping." No, this purse needs to be. So, if away. people have learned anything today, is don't put zesty sauce in your purse. Is yeah, that- drink soda because when people stop drinking soda and they put stevia water thingies in their car, yes, they explode. So and what, they explode. also learn that you are the short sale queen. Yes, I'm the short sale that queen. You are, that you are amazing. That you work hard, but don't. Uh, Again, don't carry condiments. <laughs> yes, condiments. Yes. In your in your purse. Absolutely. Exactly. All of the above. Exactly, exactly yeah. right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. It was great to have you. Thank you for having me. I hope me. you come back. It's so much fun to talk to you. We could talk for 100 hours, obviously. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm available to co-host yes. anytime you want to. You're welcome back. I'm going to call you about that. Yes, please do. Very good. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We will see you next time. Thank you.